I still have to force myself in the car to put on music. I don't feel I'm allowed to. I can't feel the comfort that I'm sitting and listening to music again. I'm allowed to. There's nothing. The outside's over. The year's over. No more avelut. Can't come to it. I go to a simcha. I go to a wedding. I, I can't find myself dancing. I can't find myself... A person finds it's very hard, the pridaschem. The separation that one has from the father and the child. Now, we look at it in this particular case here today, Yitzchak ben Abraham. It was more than a father. How can somebody be more than a father? Father's a father. And Stakel by Raisa. They have to look everything into Teda and see where does this come into the picture. Teda tells us that Chayesara comes right after Bayera. Rashi explains what happened here. Akedas Yitzchak. Again Yitzchak. Avraham Avinu brings up Yitzchak to the Akedah. And the Satan comes along and he says to Sarah, Avraham shachat at Yitzchak kimat. So according to the normal explanation, he said, Avraham shachat at Yitzchak, and it says that the Medrash says he pulled her neck so she was able to see Yitzchak on the Akedah and Avram trying to take the knife to shecht him until he said Kimat Parchan Ishmata. then he said Kimat ah, but she was already gone that explains no if that were the case it wouldn't fit Pshut Mikra Rashi says I only come to give Pshat if Pshat in the Bosak said that he said Kemat after Parchanishmata, then why is it explaining Chayesara that Sarah passed away? It doesn't fit. Rebbe says in that case, Kemat is part of what he said. And she heard him say Kemat. Kemat, so then why Parchanishmata? What's wrong? She's, he's alive, he's fine. No. Sarah Imenu said, I have brought up my son to be a Tomim. I brought up my son to be perfect. And he should be fit to be a Ola, Tamid Ala Mizbeach. Shavat Omeli, now you're telling me that no, Kemat. He didn't shecht him. Zot that means to say that he's not Raui Lekaban. He's not fit to be a Karban. Mizeh Parchanishmata. This is why Hanashama flew out. My son is not perfect enough to be a karban. That she couldn't take. Ma Siti, what did I do wrong? When a person steps into a family and takes a three-year-old child in and says he's going to marry the mother with a little three-year-old boy in the house, How much pu- more pure can that be? It's not mine. It's not and all these mitzvahs and everything is not my mitzvah. I won't have to stand by his bar mitzvah and say, because the averot is not on my head. 
אבל עם כל זה, knowing how free he could be and how clean everything could have been for him, no. he raised this child, the Shari. He took this child, and you don't have to imagine, you don't have to hear stories, you don't have to hear, to find people that were back in, in, in Tivoto or wherever they were over there, in, to, to find out these stories. That you, you look at the play. You look at the fruit and you say, and this is the parasha Vayu Chayei Sarah. What's Chayei Sarah? It talks about, what does the Pasuk talk about? But Thomas Sarah. Mm-hmm. Pasuk talks about the Thomas Sarah. Sarah died. Vayu Chayei Sarah. What's the story of Chayei Sarah? Somebody Sarah died. <coughs> Where is it? So it shouldn't be called Chayei Sarah. It should be Misa Sarah. It's a story before, no? But the parasha is the name of the What's the name of the parasha? Chayei Sarah. Sarah's life. <laughs> what does it talk about? Sarah's death. Sarah's Leviah, Sarah's funeral, Sarah's burial grounds. No. It talks about Yitzchak. Yitzchak is the whole life of Sarah. Her whole life she gave and put into her child. And when we see a child, we say, Ma afu The child lives the life that the parent wants them to live, then the parent lives on. Then the parent lives forever. Then everyone says, oh, and this is what we're going to say, talk next week, Eilu Tehilde Yitzchak ben Avraham, Avraham Eilu Yitzchak. They were one, clustered upon him and everything else, but they were one. They continued, he continued his legacy of his mother. There was not a beat missed. So when we look today and we say, Yitzchak ben Avraham, are you much different than the Yitzchak ben Avraham that we're talking about in this week's parasha? No. So first of all, we see Vayu Chaya Sarah talks about how the children continue the legacy of the parents, and that's what their whole life is all about. And that's Baruch Hashem, the, exactly what we're seeing over here. Not just a son, but more than a son. And he lives and felt and cared for the person who did not know he was without hands and feet. And you come in sometimes, a family, a person, and the children are sitting shiva, and the in-law children... That's very, very close with the, the, the in-law parent. They have nothing. They're not sitting shiva. Nobody's giving nicham avelim to them. They're not saying kaddish. They're not anything. They have nothing. person sits shiva, Rahman al-Islam. They sit. The people come and they talk to them and they talk out their heart and they say, Hamokim yanachim and they give them all the brachas and they give them everything, achtov v'chesed and everything. Amen. So there's something the person gets a whole week. Nichum, nichum, nichum avelim. But the in-law child gets nothing. And when Yitzchak ben Avraham was nifter, Meir Michal was lost. Says, what, what? I have to do, I can't, I can't not do something. Mm-hmm. Tell me what can I, how can I, what feel I, what? And he said every day, after three times a day, he said, Mishnah is after davening, and said the Kaddish. This is no problem anyone could do. And this is what his connection was on a daily basis. He didn't daven for the Yom, he did this year. He did it. His father's actual Yatzat and Ashkedesh. He actually, for the first time, made a Shechiyanu and Daven for the Yomad. It was a very, very big step. But it was all because of the Kayak that he had, that he, the Avelut that he had throughout the year, the Fnimishur Sadin. Where does that come from? It only comes if what was put in is what we take out. When you go, the fellow walked by the butcher store and he saw the butcher taking a nice chunk of meat 
and he puts it in the top, and he turns on the machine, starts to grind. Out came out this beautiful, beautiful chopped meat. It smelled good. It, looked, it was so delicious looking, he started getting water in his mouth. And he looked at the machine, and he saw the name of everything, and he ran to the store, and he bought the machine, and he brought it home, and he says, Ishti, we're going to have chopped meat. She says, how? What? And he says, have the machine. And he puts the machine on the table, he turns it on, and he waits, and he waits, and he waits, and he waits. And the chopped meat doesn't come out. So he tells her, what do we have to put in? She says, I have eggs. So they boiled some eggs, and they put the boiled eggs, and they put a tin on the machine, and they put it inside, and out came out. Egg salad. He says, where's the chopped meat? He says, you get what you put in. What you'll put in, that's what you take out. So we see, when we see Vayu Chayesara, and we see the legacy, it's not every, every person that has two Yitzchaks that can bring them up, bring them up. that has two Yitzchaks that can bring them, up, bring them into the world, and two Yitzchaks that can give them education. So when we talk, don't have to make it. The hespedim are not worth anything. Hespedim are very dangerous, actually. Hespedim are dangerous. The Badichiva had the story where he ran to the Beta Kvarot and he broke a matzeva in the middle of the day. And the Hasidim asked what happened. And he said that this Neshama, Rachman al-Etzlan, came to Maila and they started asking him, Ala matzeva, on your matzeva, it says, you did this, you did this, you did this. Where is this? Show us. And he couldn't show it. So they were going to torture him for the lies. So I broke the matzeva so nobody should catch him on these lies. And this is one of the reasons we don't make a spedim in the Babaj. We don't want the, the eulogy that the person, the person is Megalgel when he hears eulogies. Tavsikva, die, what are you talking about me so much? I didn't do all that, I didn't do it. I did do it, but my mind of community, there are those people that say, <coughs> that's me. Even if it's not them. But those people attacking when it's not them, that's when they talk so much. Before we finish the shit, at the end of the shit, we're going to learn some Mishnayot, Lidu Nishmato. We see an outstanding, also we have to discuss today, we went out of the uh, usual schedule. We usually, when we start a shit, we talk about what we're going to talk about. We give the highlights. Um, we're also going to talk about Chav Cheshvan tonight. The Yom Aledis of the Rebbe Rashab. Mesiasa the Tem Chutmim. This week is not Shabbos Mubarakim. <laughs> a very big uh, plus, a big Nechama uh, that we get to know that it's not Shabbos Mubarakim this week. We have another Shabbos that we can call Bar Shabbos Bar Menucha. We can chap arayin. If it's Chav Beis Lachedish. Chav Beis Lachedish, as we spoke last week about Tezvav Lachedish. Tezvav is Kaimah Siyara Bashle Musa. We spoke about the full moon. Chav Beis Lachedish, Misper Chav Beis, the number 22 is the letters of the Alabes. There are 22 letters in the Alabes. The 22 letters in the Alav Beis are Kul, Kola, Tera, Kula. So when we talk about Chav Beis Lachedish, the number is a very significant number, Chav Beis. Usually, the average in the Sephardic communities, 26 is a big number. 101 is a big number. 
But twenty-two come into the picture. Whoever heard twenty-two? Yeah, ten is a number. So this ten svidas. So three is a number. Seven, seven days a week. Twenty-two. Pashas Chayesara has many, many different lessons for us. Many different conversations that go on. Rivka coming home to Yitzchak. <laughs> Just a beautiful side side word on the Pasha. Rivka comes to the field and she sees Yitzchak. She falls off, falls off the horse, the camel. Mioish Halozeh. Who is this fellow? Now the question is, where did we ever see in Diktuk the word halazeh? What does it mean? Hazeh. What's the halazeh come from here? Rivka was not a three-year-old. Chronologically she was three years old, but she was not a three-year-old. She saw tremendous Kedusha on Yitzchak. She had no idea what it was. She knew it had to do with Asius halazeh. And Eliezer tells her, you're right. His mother's name was Sarai. His father's name was Avram. Sarai's name got changed to a hay, Sarah. And Avraham got added a hay. Yitzchak was a nice little boy. When did Yitzchak become Yitzchak? By Akedah. Akedah's Yitzchak, he became... Everybody knew who Yitzchak is now. How old was he back here? This is like 37. Come on. 37. Miss Zayin. Hey for Avraham. Hey, Sarah. Hey for Sarah. And Lamed Zayin in the middle is Halazah. Oh. So she saw the Halazah on Yitzhak, but she didn't know what it was. So Niaz explains to her what the Halazah is. Show us a little insight. There's a few here, a few gematias that brought down that just set your mind <laughs> reeling. But that's that's if you're into quote unquote gematrias. Personally, per se, I'm not into. I, I like to find a nice gematria, but gematrias are very, very dangerous. Actually, you're not allowed to play with gematrias. You have to. It's, it's from this pshat. Drem is drushin said. It doesn't come from pshat. It comes from deeper thoughts. And a person has to know exactly what you're dealing with when you deal with gematria. The Balaturim was into very, very big with gematria. The Balaturim, it's a whole story of how he wrote his Pirish. He wrote it overnight, practically. It was uh, another person who wanted to see who could write Pirish Malatela faster. He came with his Pirish Malatela overnight, overnight, I don't know, it was a very short time. Avraham Avinu meets Ephraim. And he says to Ephraim, I need the Mara, I need the Mara Samach Pela. He knew that Adam Achava buried there. And Avraham Avinu's whole Aveda in the world was to be Misak in Chit Eitzadas. By Chet Eitzadas, the Rebbe writes, we spoke about this a few times already, in the Maim Abbas how the Chet Eitzadas 
The Shekhinah went up seven heavens, seven Rekia. And then each Tzadik, Avram, Yitzchok, and Yaakov brought it down one. But Avram was the first to start to bring down. So Avram's Metzias, Avram's Aveda, Seder Aveda, was Tikkun Chetet Sadas. So he knew that Adam and Chava being, are here, are buried in this place. He knew he needed this place. And he comes to Ephraim. And Ephraim is the first person to use slang. In America, it's common to use slang. Two people meet and they say, listen, between you and me and the lamppost, you know, uh, between you and me, what's this? Uh, where does he come up with this expression? What's the ben What's the difference? How much you want? 400 shekel. You're a businessman, you're a businessman. What are you being, what are you putting your hand on my shoulder for? And Abameh Shekel, between Yumi and Lempos, was a tremendous amount of money. So, where did, and where did he come up to the number 400? When did he say 1,000? When did he say 600? Ephraim says to Abraham, you know, listen here. You became Avraham. Until you were Avraham, you were Avraham. What did you accomplish when you became Avraham? Your name now is spelled Aleph, Bet, Reish, Heimem. So now you have Avraham as five letters. So your middle letter is Reish. My name is Ephron. Sometimes they put a Vav at the end, sometimes they don't. When they put a Vav, <coughs> I have five letters. I and Fei, Reish, Vav, Nun. Beni, my middle letter is Reish. Bencha, your middle letter is Reish. Reish is 200, 200 is 400. He's coming up with the number 400, from my middle letter and your middle letter. But Ephraim is saying another lesson here. Ephraim says to Avraham Avinu, 400 shekels are a very nice amount of money. I'm very happy to make so much money. And it's all between us. Why is it between us? Because there's two things here that, do, that are loved. You love Atzena Akdosha and I love money. So you get, I'll get my money and you get your Atzena. But why? All this is not so much important. What's important to me? Bury dead Jews. That I like to hear. Tell me you're burying dead Jews. This is by me the biggest I know. This was Ephraim was such a Russia that he bought all he was interested in. When we go to Vayu Chaye Sara Meo, Chayesara was how long? Meyashanah, Esamshanah, Shavashanah. Rashi explains the difference in the numbers, why each time Sashanah. This is a Purish that my hair stood up today. Vayiu, Chayesara, Meya is Rashi Tevis Simchu. Simchu. Vayiu, Chayesara, Meya is Softevot, Yudke, Vavke. Shem's name. Shana ve'esim Shana is Rashtay ve'sos. Happiness. Simcho ve'sos Havaya. That the whole concept here of Sada's entire life was intertwined with happiness. Was brought about with happiness. And how did it go in happiness? I mean, Sada dies. Where's the happiness? They tell a story about Thomas Sada. There was a Malamid, a teacher, 
Misken, he didn't uh, have panasa, like most teachers. And he was sitting, the children were studying the Chumash, and he was sitting and he was thinking about how he's going to pay his bills, and how he's going to pay the mortgage, how he's going to pay. And all of a sudden, one of the children didn't understand the word. He came over and he says, Rabbi, Vatamat, Vatamas, what's the word? Vatamas. And the teacher doesn't hear him, because he's thinking about his bills. Vatamas, he doesn't hear him. Finally, he pulls his jacket and he says, Vatamas, ha? Vatamas, ah, and she died. All right, the child goes back to the seat. The child comes to the next word, Sarah. In the meantime, the teacher's again thinking. He comes back, he says, Rabbi Sarah. Rabbi Sarah. Pulls his jacket. Rabbi Sarah, huh? Sarah. Ah, and Sarah died. The child looks at him. Says, What's the matter? But Thomas died. Sarah died. What's going on over here? No, my child. Vatamos, the translation, is died. The translation, died. The boy starts to cry. He says, why are you crying? He says, Vatamos died. Sada died. The translation, died. Who's living in it? <laughs> this is what happens when a person learns Tata. A person has to be totally, totally involved. And they should know each and every word, and each and every prat, how it comes about. So when we talk about Avram and Yitzchok, Avram's Aveda, Avram and Sarah's Aveda, was to be Mesakin Chet Eitzadas, we have to look where we find it. So the Fanshim tell us, let's remember who says it, it's always important to say, it's a Sefer called, oh, a simple Sefer, the Shalach Kodesh tells us, <laughs> The Kevin was Kiryat Arba Hi Chevron, which is Chevron. It's the same Gematria as Vayitfru Aleitena. What happened when they came out of, out of because of the Chet Eitzadas, they came out of Gan Eden. They needed, they needed something to cover themselves. So it says she sowed immediately Aleitena. The word Vayitafru Aleitena is the same Gematria Vayitfru Arba Hi Chevron. So therefore we see the Takana of what took place in Kiyat Arba Hevron was like it is. Baruch Machai Mason. How are you? So we see therefore that the Aveda of Avraham and Sarah was a direct Aveda to be Misakin Chet Eitzadas. And this was the first generation that brought down from Rakia Hashvi to Rakia Shishi. Throughout, we find the Chathchila was with Neach, with Neach building the Teva. But ultimately, it was Avraham Avinu that started with the Aveda Sabris Miller that he started the idea of Tikkun Ha'ilam, of taking a Dover Gashmi, taking something physical, and making it into Gedusha. The first time something happens is by Brismillah. And it's a tremendous thing, Brismillah. And I'm afraid that he did it. It's at the age that he did this. So this was his first achiza, And that's why he tells us, Because that is where, that was the only mitzvah that they could be, that they were near. And he told him to make a shavuah that he's going to bring back only a girl from his people. 
if she doesn't want to go, what's going to happen? And we find a very interesting concept later. Eliezer Eved Yitzchak, it says. It wasn't the Eved Yitzchak, it was Eved Avraham. Where did he become Eved Yitzchak? We know there's a famous story, I forget who it was with, that a very rich fellow left the Yerusha, and the child was very, very young. And there was a servant, a very loyal, faithful servant, who knew the child was very young and the master was dying. And he figured he was going to take over everything. And he would fool everybody out of the whole Yerusha. And the tale, the child started, the father died, and the, this servant ran this business. And then finally when the child wanted to take over, he says, no, no, it's all mine. You're, I'll give you a payment, and I'll pay you, and you go right there. So he went to the Rav. And the, the Rav looked at the Yerush, at the, at the Shtar. He says, in the, in the, in the will, he wrote that everything is going to belong, everything is going to belong to the Eved, and whatever I have goes to my son. Some, in that lush. In the end of the day, the Rav Paskind, that according to the will, the fellow wrote that the Eved belongs to the son. So everything, the property, Taka belonged to the Eved. But since the Eved belonged to the son, everything was his. Mashikhan Eved, Khanarabi. And that was how the whole thing came about. That Yitzchak, that Avram Vino gave everything to Eliezer. He said, Eliezer, invest, I'm giving everything that I have to invest in this. What was everything? Everything was Eliezer too. He was part of the package deal. Part and parcel. And therefore, when he became later the Yiddish, he becomes Yitzchak's Eved. Very interesting expression. The Pasuk tells us, Vavram zokein bo bayomim, vahashem berech hat Avram bakol. So the Pasuk tells us, what's the bakol? Some want to say that bakol was the name of his daughter. But Avram had a daughter also, her name was bakol. Bakol is Gematria 52. Not hard to do. 52, the easiest Gematria is Ben. Hashem Beirachat Avram Bakol, what was that Bakol? He had a son. So what does it have to do with Avram Zakim Baba Yom? And this also ties in with tonight, with Yitzchak Ben Avraham. Avram Zakim Baba Yomim says that it's an unknown expression that the people say a father could do for ten children ten children can't do for a father it's a known expression <coughs> I will tell you the honest to goodness truth although I did whatever I could I would go I, I, I left my office I, I, I sat by my father's bedside from when he woke up in the morning till he went to sleep at night Hard. Avram Zakim Babayamim, when Avram became older, Yitzchak was there for him. Berachat Avram Bakol, he was benched with a son that looked after him with every single thing he needed. So that is the connection with Avram Zakim Babayamim, Hashem Berachat Avram Bakol. And therefore, when a child is devoted to the parent, 
This is the biggest berach, this is the biggest bracha that a parent, parent has when the child has a devotion to the parent. <coughs> when the Rebbe Rashab was born, many, many different things that took place. The dreams that his mother had about Sifatera, the first dream she didn't remember, to, she didn't have a chance to tell her husband because she came home and the daughter had a sore throat so she took care of the child and everything else to the child and then he was born on Chav Cheshun on Chav Zayin Cheshun they prepared for a bris and Chassidim came from all over the night before the bris the Tzemach Tzedek came out and said no bris at the time the Rebetzin wasn't well and her daughter Dvaraleya was taking care of her when she heard this story the Rebbe said, the, 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 she immediately sent, she immediately sent, no, go to the daughter, the Dvarleya, she go tell the Rebbe that she has to have the bris today. Cinema here, money is involved, the food is cooked, everything is done. So Rosetta said, no. And she sent a third time, and the Samosetic would hear nothing of it. No bris. But the people are all here. So they all got together the next morning. Nobody told anybody that there was no bris. They didn't say Tachnun and Shul. And everything was prepared and set up and laid out. And the child was brought out to the bris. And the Tzemach Tzedek and the Mayalim looked at the baby and said, No, no bris. And there was no bris. But... The Suda was set up. The Chassidim set up. The Suda and Samoch Tzedek set Chassidus. Samoch Tzedek set a Maimah. Without the Bris. The Bris ultimately took place on the second night of Hanukkah. Second day Hanukkah. Quite a, a stretch. And it was also by Ner Beis Hanukkah. Samoch Tzedek came out and told the Marash, tomorrow is the Bris. But, not more than two minyonim in my room. And he compared it to the second Luchas. The second Luchas were given Bishtika, and this has to be done Bishtika. And they brought into the Tzemach room, and the father of Rav Shalom Shachna was Rav Shalom Deber, and also the middle of Rav Shalom Deber. And this is what they called him, Rashab. And they said the letters Rashab is Bosar and Shever. That you have to break the Besara Guf and you have to break it through. And since he was born Chof Cheshvin Tofresh Chof Aleph, which has in it two Chofs, Chof Aleph and Chof Cheshvin, so he said, This is a Remez to Kisri Law. Later, the Rebbe of the, Rebbe, the Rashab, the, Rebbe, the, wife, the mother of the Rashab, spoke of her baby. Said he's such a zizkind, he never cries. He's always happy, he's always smiling. He's a born chassid, she says. A born chassid, he's always happy with Simcha. The Rebbe said, no. He's a born Rebbe. He's not a born chassid. So the birth of the Rebbe Rashab was something that took from the beginning of the pregnancy and the Sefer Teda, and the writing of the Sefer Teda, and the theme of the Sefer Teda, 
the whole ceremony of the Sefer Tehidah, everything that was brought about with it, and then ultimately the birth of the Rebbe Rashab. And everything was done according to the way that Samach Tzedek had it all planned out. And this was not the bracha from Stam, this is the Mitla Rebbe came to the Rebbe Rashab's mother and told her that the baby's going to be born. And when she didn't tell the first time, the Alta Rebbe came for the second dream also. So all these brachas that she got, and then ultimately when she woke up and said, Omein, from her dream, the Rebbe Marash realized something was going on. Yesu says to Rivka, thank you for the water, you gave me water, you gave my camels water, tell me, is there Bebeza Vich Lalum? Is there any place in your father's house for us to sleep? So, can I question any place to sleep? Yes, not sleep. There's a concept called nature. Nature of a person. Some people are naturally nice people. Naturally kind people. Naturally giving people. Naturally loving people. And the rest of them are also nice, loving and kind, but it's not natural. It's worked on. It's developed. They have to bring this out. They have to work on themselves to become such a Balmadrega. It's not easy. It's not easy, but they do it. Because Amich Kulam Tzadikim, there's no such thing as a Jew that doesn't have chesed that doesn't want to help and do good for another Jew. Here, he wanted to see, he saw Rivka is very kind, very giving, very loving. And he was showed, he saw in his house, by Avram, Yitzhak was brought up in a house of loving and giving, four-sided tent, always people coming and always guests and always... So he figured, he has to make sure the girl is the same thing. Is it her nature? Or does she come from a poor family, maybe? A poor family that they know how to share. Poor people know how to share. I tell a very famous story of a chassid that was very poor, Rahman of son. Unlike us, he couldn't take it. I don't know if Unlike us, he couldn't take it. And he asked his rabbi for Ashidas. He said, I have to be rich. And he told the Rebbe, I'll be rich, I will make sure that everybody's taken care of. It's a famous story, the Pail, he became very rich, the Rebbe gave a brach, he became very rich, and needless to say, he became a gefellach a miser, a kamtsan. And kamtsanut was getting worse and worse, and the chassidim ran to the Rebbe, and they said to the Rebbe, Rebbe, this fellow became a terrible kamtsan, it's gefellach, you can't talk to him, he doesn't want to see or hear anybody. So the Rebbe said, I have to pay him a visit. The Rebbe came to town, so this chosid said, where else should the Rebbe stay if not my house? And he came to the house, and there was this tremendous, he says, the Rebbe says, show him around. He's showing him around this tremendous house, a palace. There's one wall that's a full wall of mirror. Beautiful, magnificent, imported. The Rebbe takes a key, and he scrapes off a corner of the mirror. Rebbe, you know what you're doing? You're, you're damaging this, this this tremendously expensive mirror. Come, he says. He takes him to the window and he shows him the people on the street. He says, who do you see here? He says, oh, there's Beryl, the water carrier. There's uh, Chaim, the shoemaker. There's the, this one, the, this one. 
Mm-hmm. Come here. He takes him to the mirror. Who do you, where do you see here? Zeb, I see me. I see you. What's the difference between this is glass and that's glass? Says Rebbe, this is covered with silver and it's beautiful. It's, it's ornate. Rebbe says, in other words, when it's covered with silver, you can only see yourself, and when it's not covered with silver, you can see other people. And the Rebbe walked out of the house, and he left that little damaged corner to remind him always that that covered with silver has to be uncovered. He wanted to see Eliezer. What kind of house is this? Is this a house? Is this a house that the girl happens to be from a poor house and therefore she knows how to live like a poor girl and knows how to share? Or is it from a rich house there's a place for me to sleep here and to stay here and everything else but the child has a good demeanor and a good upbringing so this is what he wanted to see and this is what he wanted to hear and that's why he asked her if there's to see what it actually stands for <laughs> when she's leaving the house though her brother says to her he gives a bracha, he says, remember, you should, ha- you should have alfei levovo. Thousands and thousands and thousands. So all of a sudden he's such an, in love with his sister, he's blessing her such a thing to go to Avram's house. First of all, he says, you should have alfei levovo and don't forget us when you get rich. What's levovo? Levovo, tens of thousands. So he says, no, levovo is Rashi Tevot. Remember, Reish Beis Beis Hey is Rivka Bat Betuel Harami. Remember where you come from. Remember you're our child, our sister still. Don't go over there and forget where you're coming from, who you're doing. Avram Avinu lives for 175 years. Now truthfully, his father lived, Yitzhak lives for 180. What happened to Avram's five years here? Where did he lose five years? Avram loses five years, and Farshim tell us, because it was the Bamitzvah of the boys, Vayigla and Orim, Esav and Yaakov became Bamitzvah, and Esav after Bamitzvah started showing his true colors. At this point, Yaakov, Avram Vina dies early at 175, not to see the Tsar that Esav was going to bring to the family. But we lose a cheshman here. The cheshman doesn't stim because Yitzchak Avinu, at this point in time, was a sixty was sixty three years old, sixty two years old, right? Sixty two when his when the children were born. So seventy five when the bris was, when the bar was. But we see that the pasuk tells us he was not seventy five at this point. He was 72. And Abraham was 175. It doesn't stim. Because if Abraham was 175, and he was born when Abraham was 100, he should be 75. So what? where did the Pasuk mix up here on the math? There's three years. There's three years missing here. And the Farshim tell us that by Akedah Yitzchak, 
Parachem Nishmasei. Yitzchak is lying there tied down. Let's call a spade a spade. He was a human being. He was 37. He wasn't a kid. And he sees Avram reaching for a knife. And he knows he's the carbon. His neshama flew out. And the neshama stayed three years in Gan Eden. Those three years he didn't age. But Avram did. And the neshama came back down. And he continued to live. So he was only 100. He was 72. Chronologically. And Avram was 175. So these are little tidbits that we see in the parasha we don't want to not say the Mishnayas and we going to take a, a break from Mishnayas and if there still be time there's so much more to talk about in the parasha so you want to give everybody copies generally you learn each for each letter we learn a Patek we're going to cheat almost we're going to do the first mission of each Patek that we can actually make it into a little bit of a schedule. Erkielai. <coughs> when a person says, my value is of myself. First thing, the first one, I didn't start saying it inside. Just give me an idea of what you're learning. My value is upon me. I'm saying I'm going to give to tzedakah whatever I'm worth. It's very interesting. I had people that were supposed to come to Erevin Kippur for Kaparot, and they didn't, they couldn't, or they got chicken, they chickened out. So they said, I'm going to do it with money. So it's not a bad custom. How much are you worth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How much are you going to do it with? 18 cents? That's what you're worth. Yeah, but the chicken cost, how much the chicken Listen, whatever you want to do, do with money. And most of the people had a hard time figuring out how much is my value. Yesh in the Hakil al You couldn't have found an easier peric to figure. Yesh Be'erchen. With Erchen, the laws of Erchen, there's ways of being makel and there are things that we are machmer. When it comes to a field, the Bistayachuza of Yerushalayim of a field, there's also the Hakil Hachmir. Bishir Hamud, an axe that gored more than three times. Shehemis is an Eved that kills the Eved, the Hakil Hachmir. Bainis, of a Mephata, of a Metzishemra, the Hakil Hachmir. We're going to different things that, different sins that we're discussing here. But realize that the Meitzi Shemra is on the same level as Enes Mufate. Yesh Be'erchen Lachol Achmer Keitzad. What does it mean that you are Meikel and Machmer and Erchen? Echad Sheherach as Hano should be Israel. Someone that gives an Erech on Hano of a Jew. Besach Kaor should be Israel. Neisach Hamishim Salat. He has to give only fifty Salat. Im Alma had a dumb of Alei. If he says, my money is upon me, now he has to give makmir. Now he's given the worth, the whole value. Or makmir, depending on how much he's worth. Now, worth your weight in gold. Now, makmir. 
the concept of Mekel and Machmir, there are those that hold that it's both times the Rebbe brings down when it comes to Avelus, a person shouldn't be Machmir. Because if they're Machmir on the Avelus, then, then the Milo, the Machmir, the Neshama. It goes two ways. In my own lifestyle, my own my personal life, my mother Shalom was the one that taught me Hilchas Avelis. The year that she was in Avelis, the Rav Rabbi Malo Shalom was in Avelis. So I was the go-between between the two of them. She told me. She told her. She called her Rabbi Malo. She says, "Listen, anytime you find a chumrah, I want you to let me know." Obviously, women's chumras are not as, can't, they can't get in as much trouble as men do. But she wanted to know every chumra that came down. And he would call me each time and tell me what to tell my mother. So I knew from that that that's how my mother wanted, that's how she kept it for her father. So I figured that was where I ended up in mine. The rest of the Pedic, for those who want to do the full business later, you'll do the rest of the Pedic. For Tzadik, I guess Pada is talking from the only <laughs> places you're going to find Tzadik. A plate that falls into it water of any amount. You have to pour, you have to spray from the two sides. If Tal came inside it, do... And to leave it in the sun. The sun, the dew goes up. Any kind of liquids or fruits, fruit juices, it has to be rinsed and dried. Mark a scar, Yarav in it's other it does not have to be dried off. Now we're talking here about the different types of liquids and different types of fluids. It's known that in order to be metama something we have to we we'll go according to the simon of Yad Shochat Dam. Yad Shochat Dam are the seven <coughs> liquids that make something tummy. Yain Dvash Shemen Cholov Tal Dam Mayim. Yad Yad Shachat Dam Yayin Dvash Shemen Cholov Tal Dam and Mayim I just want to warn everybody I did not know what was prepared here in Mishnah so I am not prepared for this at all we're improvising um, <laughs> so when it comes to these, these fluids if they fall on any given fruits or anything Then these things now become mukshir the kabel tuma. What's mukshir the kabel tuma? If it falls on a fruit and the, the if, if the fruit is wet from one of these seven liquids and a sharet falls on the fruit, the fruit now becomes tummy. Fruit cannot be become tummy cannot become tummy unless it's mukshir first. It's prepared. The preparation is through one of these fluids. And therefore, the Mishnah tells us, if the Balabas puts fruits on the rooftop, and he comes in the morning and sees Tal, do fell upon the fruits, and he's happy, if he's happy, then it can become Mukshir. If he's not happy with it, then they're not Mukshir the Kabbalah. That's a Yeah.
There's a very famous sugya in Masech Shabbos called Sugis Kaveres. A flying Rishus Harabim. A flying Shiyochi. Kaveres is like the size of a beehive. It's like a type of a barrel. It's on the chest of a base. It's a very big Rashi. I had the fortune, the good fortune, as you say, in the olden days we didn't have English on Thanksgiving. So it was one day a year we didn't have to go to English. All the rest of the year we had to go to English, we didn't necessarily show up. Um, and instead of a feeling, I mean, to tell you the difference of generations, instead of feeling punished that we had to stay for the Mudik Kedish for the rest of the afternoon, it was a, a bonus for us. We could sit in Bismarck the whole day. Rav Vashalom did the same thing. He usually went home 2 o'clock, but on Thanksgiving he stayed the whole day. Because we were there, he was there. We were learning Shabbos at the time. The Rashi of Kaveras is extremely, extremely confusing. I took that opportunity on that afternoon, and I said to Rav Vashpal, please, could you go over this Rashi with me? And he took me in my hand. Kum. I will tell you, the man, I sat and learned that Rashi, I felt I was on one end, Avushpa was here, and Rashi was on the other end of the table. He went through this Rashi, and you could just see Rashi sitting there going like this, that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> it was in, incredible to see the, the, the beauty, and the man was such a, a beautiful, beautiful person. This is just something... So back to Masech Tashabbos. The barrel that broke, Matzil and Emena, Mazin Shalishudas. If you can save from it food for three meals, generally in Hilcha Shabbos, when we deal with the concept of foods, of how many food, how much food can be taken around and, can, and prepared, etc., we call, we call always Mazin Shalishudas. It's a, uh, a musik, it's a, 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 um, a measurement. Vemalachedim yeah. is to others. Bo Matzil Lachem, come save, each one save for three meals. Of course, a person cannot take into a sponge. You cannot soak, a sponge. soak up. Of course, you can't squeeze out the pedis to get fluid out of it. If fluid did come out and you found from the pedis, you took the pedis out and you found juices on the bottom by themselves, they're not good. You cannot use it on Shabbos. If you heard the Hebrew, the says, if just eat them, I eat some hen mutter. Whatever comes out of them is mutter. Even the mashkim, if you wanted to drink from this, I eat some hen oser. Then what came out is oser. Chal is dvash. Should ask him out of Shabbos. Viyotzim atzman. Chal is the of honey that was made and out of Shabbos, and now they came out. The honey came out from itself. Asurin. If it has a matter, if it has a matter. Now again, this is a musik. The person did not do anything to this. The person did not put any kind of effort into this to cause this to come about. But yet, the Torah tells us that what was prepared, what came about on Shabbos, you cannot use. Anything that happened on Shabbos, if it was from Arab Shabbos, Mishatarach, Arab Shabbos, Zechel B'Shabbos. But anything that happened, now interestingly, because there's a very interesting story with the Rebbe Rashab, in the time of the Rebbe Rashab, the Rebbe Rashab was not a healthy man. And he used to go very often for Shabbos to the to like the countryside. And he went to the countryside, and it was about two hours away from the yeshiva. 
and at the time there was the epidemic of the cholera that broke out, which was terrible diarrhea and high fevers. And there's one, and the, what the person has to, has to have a lot of tea for it. When the person breaks out with this, the person has to drink tea. And there's one bacha that started showing the signs, and it's extremely contagious. And if one bacha has it, the Rahman al can kill the whole yeshiva. So the, and the bacha said, I'm not taking, I'm not letting the goy make me tea on Shabbos. So someone had to go tell the Rashab. So they drew lots, and Matcha, Matcha Perlov, who ultimately ended up in Australia, all the Perlovs, his children, was chosen. So as soon as day broke, he started to mummage as fast as he could. He ran, it took two hours to get to the Rashab. The Rebetzin was sitting on the porch, and she saw somebody coming frantically. She right away got very nervous, because the children, the, 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 the were, how you charge children? What happened to the yeshiva? What happened? She says, nothing, nothing. The boy has a little bit, a little fever, but I have to see the Rebbe. She understood right away what's going on. She said, come quickly. She knocked on the Rebbe's door, the Rebbe doesn't open. She opens the door, and the Rebbe was sitting in his talus, bizbainness, before davening. And she says, there's a boy, the chaleb is broken out, yeshiva is a bach, the chaleb Rebbe said, okay, it's nothing. Yes. Malchut come over and tell him what happened. Malchut told him all the symptoms, and they didn't call a doctor because it was the middle of the night. And the Bacha doesn't want to have any tea because there's no, he doesn't want the guy making for him. He says, "Good, you don't have to ask the guy. There's nothing wrong with him. He's fine. He'll be fine. Nobody has to worry about anything." But but he has the fever and he has all the symptoms. He's fine and everything is fine. Then the Rebbe started to scream, and the Rebbe said, "Nothing. It's nothing. Go back and tell the Bacha he's fine." He ran out, and he started to run back, and by the time he came back to Lubavitch, everybody was outside already. The doctor had come, the doctor said he has it, and by the time this fellow got back, the Bach Nebuch was in a coma already. But the Rebbe said something. He didn't ask any questions, he ran into the building, and they all started screaming, you can't, it's, it's, it's cordon off, it's quarantine. And he ran over to the Bach lying there in a coma, and he grabbed him, and he hugged him, and he said, the Rebbe said, you're fine. As soon as the Bacher heard this, he opened his eyes. And he repeated, the Rebbe said, I'm fine. And slowly, and slowly, until a week later, he was back in Yeshiva, and everybody was fine. And he was fine, and the Bacher was fine. Because you see that the person that keeps the Shabbos, and that keeps the word of the Rebbe to the ultimate line, doesn't falter, doesn't go lost. Doesn't go lost. But there's a concept called Mi'ilah. A person can be male behegdish. Male behegdish is very, very hard. It's not as hard as refraining from Lashon Hara. But male behegdish is a problem. Does anyone here realize that if you ever come into shul and lean on the bima of the sefetera, you're falling into a level of male behegdish. You're lying where the sefetera lies. You're leaning where the sefetera lies down. It's a shail of male behavior. To use the mapa that's used. A person sometimes takes off because there's nothing to put on the table. They put a talus down. The person has to say this is bit tonight. It's only being used this one time. Otherwise, you can't use that talus again. It's now mugdish for a talus, for a sefetera. Or else you fall into the concept of mi'ila. And mi'ila is not an easy thing to, to, to avoid. But on the other hand, Lashon Hara is impossible to avoid. You opened your mouth this morning, anything but maidani, you already said Lashon Hara. 
If Meila has to be a certain shear, you can't be male on a half of a gzayis or half of whatever it is. But you have different kotchim over here that are together, and they brought them together, then they can be mitzaref for Meila. And to be chayv also a person because of pigul, neiser, or making it tummy. Pigul is, if the person had in mind a different kavana for the kadam. Neiser is if it stayed over the time that it should have stayed. Mm-hmm. And tummy. Kodshe bedekabayis. The kodshe that belong to bedekabayis. Mitzar from Zemza also come together. Kodshe mizbech, kodshe bedekabayis. Mitzar from Zemza the mi'ila. And if it's kodshe bedekabayis and kodshe mizbech, they can also be joined together for a shir to also be over chasashalom in mi'ila. So we are not going to be moil in anything, and we're going to say our erchin will be the way they should be, and the Shabbos will be Shabbos in Melizik, for anybody that needs a refuah. And therefore, we will see on this very Shabbos, the Chav Beis, where the completion of all the Asius HaTera, the 22 letters of the Tera, will bring us a Shabbos of Shlemus, a Shabbos of Achtos, and the Achtos coming from the week, which is Baruch Yemen, the week of Chav Cheshvin, and will take us into the Chedesh HaGeula, which will be Chedesh Kislev, which we already not in Chedesh Geula will be redeemed, but in Chedesh HaGeula we will already have been redeemed on this very Shabbos. Chaim, um, Wendel Chaim. Okay. What happened to Chaim? It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. No, no Iraq. It's hard. 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 It's hard.